back to Judging Book Covers Podcast, your bi-weekly book club podcast where we're going through our 2019 book challenge. I'm Stephanie Cortez, and as always, my awesome co-host Megan Griffin is with me. How are you doing tonight, Megan? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Glad you got your soda open. I was going to say, should I talk <laughs> about share my, with the world. my wonderful events of opening a soda for the past 15 minutes? It tried to defeat you, oh, but it did not. it did. It did. <laughs> but alas... Oh, I don't think that was loud enough, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) It is open. (laughs) And with us this week, we have Tim Lowe back with us from Minds at York podcast. He was also on with us before for the EarthCore episode. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm so happy to be back. I'm glad you're back. You're a lot of fun. Yeah. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't think I can express... The drama of what just went on with that Dr. Pepper. I'm glad that I had someone here with me that was witnessing it with me at the same there time. A good while there where me and Stephanie just stopped talking and stared at the screen just to wait to see how it would unfold. I'm going to take a picture of it for this episode. The soda that did not defeat. You can see the scratch marks too. Oh God. Excellent. Oh, I should take a picture with the book. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> It'll be all artsy. And- there yeah. we go. I also feel like I'm going to think about this the next time I have a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> it is the best soda. It is one of my favorites, yes. I'm right there with you. If you subtitle the episode, it'll be Meg versus the Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Just for you, I will. Just for you. <laughs> So before we get into what we read this time, Megan, you were going to read, I believe, the first volume of Nancy Drew? Yeah, I did. How'd that go? It was so good. I spent the whole time envying a cartoon's hair and clothes. Awesome. (laughs) But I think it's also a really good updated Nancy Drew for those who were fans as a kid and those who actually probably never read Nancy Drew will enjoy it. So Nice. Yeah. So and I had, you, oh God, I was going to say you were going to read the, the refrigerator yeah. monologues. Unfortunately, did not finish it though. So they came in up to the library on Monday, which oh, is no. Wednesday. So I was yeah. like, um, I got to do Pines first. So I started it and I really like what I've read so far. So I'll be finishing, oops, finishing that up. <laughs> How far into it did you get? Um, I read through the, like the first two monologues okay. and whew. could you figure out <laughs> who they were? Lot. No. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to read the book. I'm just going to like absorb it yep. and then go and look <laughs> to figure out, you know, more. <laughs> that is a good way to go into it. Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> but I really like it so far. Good. Yeah. And so our challenge for this week was to read a book either with green on the cover or in the title. And we chose Pines by Blake Crouch which I had not read. I hadn't read any of his stuff. Had you guys read any, any of his stuff? Yes. Yes. I've yes. read Dark Matter. I think we read it at the same time. We did. Sort of-ish. I mean, I read quicker, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the most polite way you could have said that. <laughs> then I probably spent a week being like, Tim, finish. You want to talk? Tim, Tim, finish. Accurate. Accurate. But, to be uh, fair, dark- I think you finished Pines before I did. I started like long before you did, though. Um, got the, the the good old head start on that one. But uh, 
Uh, no, Dark Matter was fantastic. And oh. so when the challenge came up for uh, a, a certain color on the cover, cover, I did my best to make a Blake Crouch book work here. And in fact, I got made fun of a bunch by Megan because I picked the cover that had Matt Dillon on it and it had a, just the tiniest <laughs> little speck of green. And I said, see, there it counts. Yes. And she came back and said, why don't you pick the cover that has a whole bunch of pine trees on it? <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, that might make more sense. <laughs> Which is very blue. Yeah. I was going to say, yes. my copy is very blue. <laughs> I think we have the but same one. Yes. But they're, they're but, pine trees, so they count. Yeah, they're pine trees, and because... Yeah. It also looked green on the internet. It so. did. <laughs> and blue is your favorite color, and you're Tim, so we'll... <laughs> There's a lot of green imagery in the in the book itself that works. with the yes. pines. Yes, <laughs> pine trees Very are true. green. It works. Yeah, yes. that's it. <laughs> Plus, I mean, we it, that that cover does have green on it. Then it technically counts. Yep. <laughs> I gotta look up this Matt Dillon. Cover. Oh yeah, there's. Uh, this was the only version I had seen of this book. <laughs> Just go ahead and get your magnifying glass to find the green on this one. <laughs> It was fantastic, and I can't wait to read the next two in the series. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, I set. I started it Monday and was like, okay, it's about three hundred pages, so I'll do about a hundred pages a day, which is probably good for you know my entire round trip. And then I was like, why am I still reading this? How am I on page two hundred? Oh no, I finished mm-hmm. the entire book. <laughs> it's still Monday. So I did something not similar on Monday night. I got home. It's like I'm just going to read a little bit before bed. This was probably like 9.30. I was like, oh, when did it become 11 o'clock? <laughs> I should probably go to bed. <laughs> yeah, it's not entirely like huge font, but this book moves. I mean, I will give it, it does. to Blake Crouch. He can write a book that keeps going. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm about to go on, you know, some kind of quest to find all the Blake Crouch books I can because the two that I've read so far have been so good. Have you read Dark Matter, Stephanie? No, I haven't. Okay. If you can fit it in somewhere in your list, you totally should because it's great. It's a it's really a good book. about multiverses. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Nice. Probably have me just as like going crazy because while reading this, like, what's happening? How? What is happening? Why is everyone experiencing time differently? What is going <laughs> on? <laughs> I, will, I like books that keep me guessing. So. I will say that this book you dive into, Dark Matter takes a few chapters. Like, it takes yeah. 50, uh-huh. 50, 60 pages before you're like, all right, I'm in. You can't get me out now. But uh, this one, yeah, for sure. I even at one point was like doing math <laughs> to be like, all oh, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I texted Tim and was like, so I figured out that like a day equals a month based on <laughs> yes. Beverly. <laughs> I oh I didn't quite, but I was like, so if she experiences this much time and she's this, I was, but then I had to stop because I was like, I can't. This yeah. is too much. Well, then yeah, I was like, I had... but fifteen months does not equal five days. How is? Huh. Yeah, I, I was. I had it all worked out in my head until the wife got there and said how long she'd been there, and I was like, nope, I've yeah. lost it. I don't mm-hmm. understand the the calendar mm-hmm. in this place. Yeah, I was like, I just give up. Yep. What is happening? Yeah. And I, the the other agent, I was like, well, you're an outlier because she'd been there like, what, 20 something years? I was like, nope, nope, we'll figure <laughs> yeah. it out later. Yeah. Uh, 
good, it was a good book. book. I really like that it kept us all guessing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it did. And obsessing about the timeline, and and that we got answers that it wasn't like yes left unexplained or something like that. Yes, thank God it's not going to take three books to to figure yeah. out what's going on. Because that's I was actually worried about that as we were getting towards the end. I was like, we're going to find out yeah. what's going on. Oh, good, we did. Like yes. it. It definitely wraps up where this could have been a standalone. It very easily could be oh, could yeah. have been a standalone. See, um, uh, y'all say that. There's something about knowing that there's two more full books and me being like, I don't know where we go from here. Yeah. Like, I, I I had sort of the opposite feeling. Like, you're right. Oh. Like, if it had been one book and I'd have known that, I'd been like, yeah, okay, we're done. But knowing that there's two more books, I have to know where we go. <laughs> oh, agreed. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I definitely need those books. Yes. Now I'm just very worried about everyone <laughs> and the Abbeys and uh, yeah. <laughs> they're going to get in. <laughs> Yeah, it's also interesting. This book is not old at all, and yet my library did not have an e-copy or an audiobook. Like, I had really? to physically check out a book for this podcast, which I have not done in probably two years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that was like, all right, well, it's been a while since I've brought books back to the library. I should probably do that. <laughs> <laughs> I made the trek. Nice. <laughs> Me, my, my library's literally straight down my street. So yeah. I went on my lunch break on Monday. I was like, I got to get this book. It's in now. I have to get it so I can start it. I also like, I did like the way that it starts. Because I usually I, I don't read the back of the book. I don't read the jacket. I don't read the summary. But for some reason, I did read the back of this one about how our main character wakes up after a violent accident. No ID, no phone. I was like, oh, gosh. And we that's really where it starts he, he doesn't know his name just wakes up in the middle of a forest with the green trees with the pines <laughs> um in pain no phone no id no money no idea who he is so i like that it immediately jumps into that and yeah. that we're kind of lost with him absolutely yeah. that was one of the things that that megan sent me was the idea of how terrifying it would be to not have oh, yeah. a wallet and i was like well wow, that's really like that's really kind of the scariest part of this whole thing <laughs> Yeah, like the guy, he goes to restaurants and he goes to hotels and there's just exactly nothing yeah. to you do. do. Yeah. yeah. Although, can someone explain to me why the fuck there's a hotel in this town? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a good question. I mean, I guess they're trying <laughs> the illusion I have not of like, about that. like, oh no, that was my first thought once I finished it. I was like, why the hell is there a hotel in this town? But I get who's kind of there. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't even think about that. But that poor either. girl at the counter. What, what does she her... do? All yeah. Day? yeah. Like literally. Her job is to manage this hotel that nobody's checking into. And she fought so hard to keep him out. I know. It's like those rooms were so full. (laughs) But I guess she believes, you know, people stopping through. My grandfather lives in Boise, Idaho. I I am not going to visit him again anytime soon. (laughs) You're good. You're good. But yeah, no, the concept of just like... If I wake up, I don't know, I, small town, you wake up, no wallet, and, like, the fact that he left the hospital is weird. But I mm-hmm. guess also the fact that there's not even to sit in a hospital. I don't know how often you guys have been in the hospital, but, like, there's usually a TV with, like, six channels. And I am someone that, like, always has a book on me. So the idea of waking up and being, like, so I had to stare out a window for ten hours. I was like, oh, no. No. <laughs> I mean, because usually, like, the waiting room would have a magazine. They could yes. go grab you one. Uh, yeah that no (laughs) last time i was stuck in a hospital waiting room they had a college basketball game on that i did not care about and it was turned up really loud and there was no way to turn the volume down oh god 
So I, I figure that's sort of my hell now, is something <laughs> on the TV that I don't care about, but too loud for me to ignore. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that does sound like hell, actually. But, yeah. <laughs> I will say that one of the times I was in the hospital, we were able to get Doctor Who, and my, I made my mother watch like two episodes, and she actually really got into it for a little while. Oh. Like, awesome. Nice. So, mission accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> but the enjoyment and entertainment of a clock... Just a clock and then looking out the window when he needs to shift positions. Yeah. It just sounds terrible. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm so At least good. by that point, he remembered who he was. Yes. So that was good. Um, I thought the way that he was trying to remember was very interesting. The different things that your brain can pick up on because the name Mac kept jumping out at him and he looks in a phone book. He finds the one person named Mac and he goes to him. He's kind of, kind of a jerk. (laughs) Kind of like you did something to me. (laughs) And then as he's passing out, he remembers that he was in a car accident and then a Mac truck T-boned his car. Yeah. Which all plays into the whole, like in the beginning of the story, you're like, is this guy just nuts or did something happen? You know, is somebody yeah. playing with his mind? You, you don't really know what to what to trust and what to not trust. Yeah. Yeah. From his point of view. Especially mm-hmm. when the sheriff actually suggests that maybe he's been, he's convinced himself that he's this uh, secret agent. Yeah. Yep. Secret service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that he really is a serial killer. And I was like, oh, that'll be an interesting twist. Hang yeah. On. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The like, mistrust was definitely there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Nurse Pam not bringing him the phone. She's a The doctor never... Oh, my God, Nurse Pam. Like, she seems all polite and everything, and then she's like, I'm going to fucking inject this into you, whether you like it or (laughs) not. And I'm like, okay, well, that's a bit much. Quite a character arc out of Pam from beginning to end in this story. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) She starts out a little chipper, like she's actually there to help him, and I'm just a a buzz away, you just let me know whatever you need. I'll put my Nancy Drew hat on and go find your stuff. (laughs) Yep. I'm not going to bring you a phone, even though I told you I was going to bring you one. Yeah. And then you decide to sneak out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. I also, my mistrust continued just when he goes after he convinces the hotel receptionist to give him a room and he goes to the bar, meets Beverly and he tries the beer and it was flat and she said it tasted fine to her. I was like, what's wrong with this town? They're all pod people. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. I think my first thought then was, so they're drugging him, right? And then it was, so this is like the center of a bunch of different universes. And like, every time he closes his eyes, he's opening up a new one, right? It's like, no, I'm just getting lost. (laughs) (laughs) My my thought there was this town is fake. Mm. I didn't really go anywhere from that. But that's what I thought. Like, the beer is not real. The people are not real. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that means. Stepford or like... I don't know, like on a stage, you know? Okay. So like like Truman Show. The Truman Show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Or what's the other one? Ed TV? Ed TV was the other one. Oh, yeah. Um, We do find out that Ethan went to Wayward Pines because he is a Secret Service agent. And two agents, Bill Evans and Kate Hawson, went there as well and had been out of contact with the agency for about 10 days. So he was there to, he had gone there with another agent who was killed in the car accident to find them. 
I don't really know what I thought happened to them at this point. No. I just figured it was something with the town, the proud people, or yep. they, they, they did something to these agents was just what I thought. <clears throat> the town got them. Yeah. And then when Beverly gives him a piece of paper and has her address on it, I, and she says it's her home address if he needs anything. I was like, nope, nope, something else. It's not her house. <laughs> it's not I'll her see, house. Alex, is there any way that this is the agent and he's just not recognizing her? Uh, see, I, I went somewhere different too. I thought that that was the start of the buddy cop. <laughs> like, this is where they get paired up and they're going to go okay. fight crime together in this evil town. Fight pine? Tie, tie, crime. <laughs> you cannot fight the pines. Yeah, don't, don't fight the pines. Although that would have been a great tagline for this book. <laughs> Pine fighters. <laughs> and yeah. then, too, that's the same night where he hears the crickets chirping and he realizes they're on a speaker. It's like, but what's the point of that? I yeah. just, yeah. That one, was, that one really confused me. I was still yeah. on Fake Town, but like, why crickets? Right. You yeah. know? I mean, it is a noise that you would expect to hear yeah. outside at a certain time of the year, but I don't know. Yeah. The, where I was there, I was like, why not just have crickets? <laughs> right. You know, like, like that's where, what I'm thinking of. Like, bugs? I don't, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, your alien race is allergic to them or something. Like I was all over the place in the beginning <laughs> yeah. of the book. I think I sent you a list of like what my thoughts went through. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I give up. Yeah. I, I got like a personal live tweet of her reading this book. Nice. It was, it was sort of fantastic. Um, so I used to write notes as I was reading the books. And then I was like, I have too many notes. I have to stop doing that. So I have to go back after. So I write less. I, that, this, this is the night where he has like the first dream about the monsters. And at the time that I read it, you know, the first time through, it was just like, oh, he had a scary dream. Yeah. Okay. And now, oh yeah, these monsters yeah. that we will come to see later. Yeah. It is also worth mentioning he he fought in the Gulf War, mm-hmm. so there is the added underlying thought that he could still be being tortured and living in yep. his own brain yep. and creating all this. Which I'm very glad it didn't go that way because God, yeah, that would have been really bleak. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also and had also the thought this is what you created. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I also had the thought there that he was never in the Gulf War. Ooh. Yeah, like I, uh, to, yeah, mm-hmm. I had both of those thoughts. And I was like, I don't know where we're going. Yeah, because yeah. we get his Gulf War story piece. It, it's sprinkled in, and he's the first we learn he's the sole survivor of a helicopter crash. And it's like, oh, what if, what if he didn't survive? And I was like, no, he had to survive. Yeah. But then my brain just it, trying oh, to true. fit it all in. It could have <laughs> been the town of the dead. Could have been. Yep. Could've thought about that been. one too. the next day he does go to the address that beverly gave him and he finds the body of agent bill evans Uh, he was handcuffed beaten clearly clearly murdered he did not die of natural causes like tortured murdered yes and tortured murdered a long time ago yes to Mm -hmm. be in the state that he's in yep which so and then didn't work for 10 days for me. You know, right. it's like he's been missing for 10 days and he looks like this. This, this is not adding up at all. Right. This book messes with your mind. <laughs> so much. Yeah. It's in a good way. Keeps yep. you guessing. <laughs> and then when he goes to the sheriff and the sheriff keeps him waiting, I was like, are you kidding me? What are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. 
He's such the stereotypical small town <laughs> sheriff. Right, like, you, F, or Secret Service, yeah, you could have let me know, blah, 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 yeah. coming into my town, like, oh my god, really? <laughs> like, this guy, like, at this point, I'm like, okay, Ethan was in a terrible car accident, the hospital doesn't have his stuff, you're supposed to have his stuff, you claim to have spoken with his wife, but I think he would also like to speak with his wife and child to, just to let them know that, yes, he is, in fact, alive, and you're just going to keep him waiting because you're mad about the jurisdiction. But by the very annoyed. end of that conversation, I was like, nope, he's cool. He's going to end up being the buddy cop. No, I never got <laughs> the You really wanted that, that buddy okay. cop. <laughs> never got, like, the, got the idea. Mm-mm. Okay. Like, by no. the end of the conversation, I'm like, oh, if this guy's being sincere, which of course he wasn't. But like, <laughs> if this guy's being sincere, he's going to be all right, even though he seemed like kind of a jerk at the start. And then, you... like, the next time we talked to him, it was like, nope, he's a bigger jerk than we thought. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who plays him in the TV show? No. Terrence Howard. I saw That's, Terrence Howard uh, on the commercial, but I didn't know who yeah, was who. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. I, at first I was like, I don't know. And then he shows no. up and I was like, yeah, okay. I can do it. <laughs> he can be an ass. Interesting. Ah. Interesting. I also, when, after he talks to the sheriff, he calls his wife, leaves the message. And then he calls his office and gets Marcy. And he wants to be put through to his boss. Okay. Because there's a the body of a dead agent, and she's just like, he's in a meeting. It's like, this is not Marcy. You no. have not nope. reached the exactly. secret service. Why do you think that you have reached them, Ethan? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, there should be some kind of code. There should be something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Marcy, at first, was the most frustrating character in the book to me. Yeah. Then I realized that I think Ethan is the most frustrating character in the book because <laughs> he keeps calling Marcy. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. So he's in a meeting. I'll pass that along. Oh, sir, I'm sorry. If you're going to speak to me like that, I'm going to hang up. Oh, I, know. <laughs> I was like, really? Yeah. <laughs> that should have been your sign that she had nothing to do with, the, you know. I thought if you tell someone that there's a dead body, particularly that of one of your agents, yes. that yeah. should cause some alarm. Yeah. I bet it's the hotel manager. <laughs> That's what she does. Yeah, I was like, which one of these townspeople <laughs> yes. is it? <laughs> so ridiculous. And then, so after that, when he goes back to the bar to find Beverly and the guy there says, no, there's no Beverly here. I was like, so who? I had a weird, I didn't think she was a ghost, but I was like, so she somehow came in and took this shift just so she could talk to him. How did she get rid of the real bartender? Yeah, that's when I was convinced it was parallel dimensions. And every time he closed his eyes, he was accidentally falling into another one. I went straight Mm. ghost. You <laughs> she was absolutely a ghost. Yeah. I had that at first, and I was like, "No, she's not a ghost." Yeah. She brought him food. I know. She brought him I... food. She brought him that flat beer. She tried it. I think. Yes. Yeah, she ghost did. beer, and it was—it's crazy what ghosts can do nowadays. They can apparently make really good hamburgers. See, Which that was another why... thing. I was like, "It was—it was bad beer, but it was really good hamburger." It was a great was hamburger, and that's good. why I thought it was the the agent, and he was still having memory trouble at first. <laughs> Because yeah. it was a damn good burger, and he talked okay. about how nobody makes it rare like he likes it. And I was like, well, clearly by this point, we've gotten hints that something <laughs> was going on between the two of them, and like yeah. she, she would have known how he liked his burger. Yeah. My mind went everywhere. <laughs> it was so yeah. good. <laughs> I didn't think I didn't think that about the agent, but that's a good one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So after that, when he passes out again, and he hears again. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he's getting these really bad migraines. He passes out, and a woman is trying to help him. And he's, it, it's, uh, where is it? About the hand holding his didn't belong to a young woman, but there was something so familiar in the voice that it broke his heart. For a second, I was like, 
is it Beverly? Did he find Beverly? Why is that breaking his heart? I was, and then I jumped to the agent, but I was very worried at that point that we weren't going to see Beverly again. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know what's going on next chapter. Let's see what's, and then it's like, yeah. <laughs> wife. And I was like, what did yeah. I miss? Yeah. Right. Because then, so with the wife and the friends and their son having the celebration of his life, he's been gone for 15 months. I was like, oh my God. So now we're going to jump back to him and it's going to have been 15 months. What has he been doing this whole time? Yeah. See, yeah, I definitely thought that was like a jump cut, like mm -hmm. into the future, like time had passed. Right. That was the start of things unraveling for me and me getting to a point where I'm like, <laughs> I just don't know and I'm not going to guess anymore. Right. See, the first few pages, it sounds like she's getting ready to trek because they're going up to the top of this mountain. Yep. It was like, okay, so something's happened. She's gotten his voicemail. She's going to this town. I was like, that is what this is going to be. Apparently, oh. it's going to be a really mm -hmm. weird trek for her and that is why we're getting this. And then it's like, and we're burying him. And I was like, nope. We've got a time <laughs> jump. Okay. So something bad is going to happen to him by the end of this book. <laughs> cool. <laughs> no idea. And then at the, the after party when his, I think it's his boss that goes to her and he says that the car that Ethan had been in, there was no like DNA. There was no sign that he had been in the car. So he was suspicious, suspicious and he was going to look into it. I was just like, do a good job, but also don't get stuck in this town yeah. <laughs> like he did. <laughs> at, at this point, when the boss was talking, I remember thinking, will you please check in with Marcy? <laughs> will you please just call Marcy? Things well, are happening. Stupid Marcy thing. has a list of messages for you. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan gives her a damn out. He's like, did you just, are, are you the one that started last week? Oh, yeah, I am. Dumbass. <laughs> dead body like an agent <laughs> no one cares that there's a dead body in this town they're all like okay yeah i think you're making it up i guess because <laughs> when he calls back the second time and he's like did you give him the message what message the one about the dead body oh i must have because yeah. i, I would have written it down <laughs> i get a lot of phone calls here <laughs> there's a lot of dead agents what do you want yeah <laughs> I guess it's not cause for concern when a Secret Service agent dies anymore. No, it's not. God. I would have been a great Marcy. <laughs> Just saying. My favorite was when she said she was going to hang up if he kept talking to her like that. <laughs> I was like, so I'm not going to have that. We do need that more in, in uh, service industries. <laughs> I've done that to people at work. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, you're going to swear? I'm hanging up. Oh, you're going to keep going? I'm hanging up now. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, then I sometimes I feel bad because I'm like, oh, they'll probably call back really mad and be mean to customer service, but I'm not taking that phone call. <laughs> <laughs> so we also find out for sure that Ethan did cheat on his wife with Kate. There had been like hints leading up to it. Um, and then it's in her in Teresa's section that we find out he definitely did. Um, uh, I gotta say, I don't read a ton of male writers these days. I, it's just kind of how it pans out, I feel like. And I don't know if this is just the way Blake Crouch writes or if it's like how men write men. But there's a lot of talk about like how charming Ethan is and like how mm -hmm. like allusions to how great his body is because he just keeps getting naked for some reason. <laughs> and yes. then his wife has written that her only personality trait is how much she adores him. Yeah. We know nothing else about her. Like you said, Teresa and I went, who's Teresa? 
Yeah. <laughs> I made sure to write that. I down. appreciate I was it. Like, we're gonna call her by her name. It's 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 like there's a point where one of them is thinking about how she would always forgive him no matter what he did, and I was like, Yeah. No, there are lines. <laughs> you can't get away with this like, a second time. You know what? I, I understand. I feel oh, like Dark Matter was sort of this, sort of similar. Yeah, that's why like I was the, like, the... I've got a feeling that maybe Blake Crouch just writes women this way. Yeah, but it's like I understand forgiving your partner. I understand that that's a thing that happens. You that some people Chris are able that... to do. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> you want to turn around and yell at Chris really quick. <laughs> but she's. <laughs> She's just she was she was written very much like like doormat. Yeah. <laughs> Not like yeah. we went to therapy and we talked it out and like we did the work and yeah. like I believe him like I think that he's doing the work too. Um cuz like I also was listening today to this podcast La Brujaha. It's one of my favorites. It's three Latina women talking about their different experiences and it was the title of the episode was Ride or Die Must Die. And basically talking about this concept of a ride or die woman who basically she will stay with her man through anything. If he cheats, if he steals money, if he lies, if he does this and that and this and that, and they will stay. Um, and two of them, two of the hosts um, had been married They're, They've each gotten divorced. And one of them said when she got her divorce, the men in her family were like pissed at her, like, oh, whatever. You've made a huge mistake. You should just forgive him. Whereas the women were, you know, supporting her. And then all of a sudden, a bunch of women in her family started divorcing men of like <gasps> 30 years oh, who had treated them like shit. shit, like women here, women in Guatemala. And I was like, yes, <laughs> because they saw that, no, I don't have to stay. Yeah. So I thought of that after, as I was listening to that. I was thinking of, of Teresa because she was very much written. You know what's like funny? Doormat. I think sort of subconsciously whenever I hear write or die, there's like this little like unspoken asterisk that says like, except, you know, like write or die. <laughs> Except if any of the following are to happen, at which point this is now null and void. All right, so Tim's not ride or die. That's yeah, I, yeah, I don't think I really understood the concept before. <laughs> oh, it's you stay with him. Well, because yeah. this is usually what, like you stay with him for everything. He goes to jail. If he cheats on you, if he lies to you, if he hits you, no, you yep. stay. Yeah, no, those would have all been deal breakers. I think. Yeah. Fuck I mean, that. <laughs> it be, so it also is kind of implied that this relationship didn't end that long ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, there is yeah, a like part the where, like, seemed... she moved from Seattle to the Boise office. So there has been some time, but also it kind of feels like it was maybe a month ago, maybe two. Yeah. Like, it hasn't been that long. So the, the timeline before he enters Wayward Pines is also a little mm-hmm. hazy. Yeah. But yeah, like, you can get also, past something like that, but... You're right. Any talk of therapy would have helped. Yeah. Yeah. Did Did we know if like if he had like a one night stand with Kate, or if it was like a the I way that they that I... talked? Kate also just like adored him. <clears throat> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So the, um, I don't the, think it the, was one night. It was at least. I mean, I don't know that I want to defend too much there, but it, 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 he was written to be remorseful and regretful. 
Agreed. He yeah. like not trying like to frame was... him as a bad guy. It's just yeah. the way this is written. My biggest issue is the fact that Ethan is kind of on a pedestal. I definitely think that's a fair mm. assessment. And I'd say that that's a fair assessment. It's a little bit less of mm-hmm. an assessment I would make of Dark Matter, but it's definitely a fair yeah. assessment of both books. And uh, I mean, I'm not kidding. This dude gets naked like four times and it's like, okay. I, the, he doesn't have a lot of clothes, Megan. I, I get that. The guy got naked in Dark Matter a lot, too. Yeah, there was a lot of nakedness in Dark Matter, yeah. so maybe I can't Crouch help but read these and think I, I I'm not this I'm not naked this much. This does not happen in life for me. I live alone and I'm not naked this much. <laughs> Mostly because that feels weird. I'm also terrified that one day something's going to go wrong and I'm going to be chased by some abomination and I'm going to end up naked. Or and that's the part that's going to bother me. Main Street while people are looking out their windows at yeah. you. I mean, that yep. does happen. Yep. It's like uh, an abomination's ch- chasing me. That's like, you know, number three on the scale of concerns. I'm completely naked. <laughs> number one. <laughs> we need to address this issue right now. Yeah. Also, too, I think, is this when we find out that they had the fight right before he left? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, basically, she asked him if she, if Kate was why he was going. Uh, and they ended up having a fight the night before he left. So he doesn't answer her. No. Yeah, he says, I'm not going to do not this right now. Yeah. Yeah. The book I'm reading currently calls it, uh, it it's an interesting, uh, it's a cozy mystery and it's it's fascinating because it's actually one that I'm really super enjoying and most of the time those are like good palate cleansers. But uh, they she calls it the double tap where a guy does something wrong and then makes you feel guilty about questioning it. And that really feels like what this is right here. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, huh. All right. <laughs> Like, as I was reading this, I was like, Ethan does this. Okay. <laughs> that makes me so mad. <laughs> now that I have a word for it, too, the double tap. <laughs> See, I, like, I, I sort of took oh. it as, I, I read it as, like, there is no way to reasonably answer this question that does not make it worse. So it was absolute avoidance. I mean, definitely. Yeah. But he could have, hit, like, hid behind his job and said, they want me to go. Yes. Yeah, I don't know that that so would have been going. a su- sufficient yes. answer given the circumstances. I mean, she could have easily been like, well, you go tell them no. Yeah, but exactly. At least then she's he's just like, to. She doesn't have that personality. You know, yeah. No, she's not. And at least then, yeah, at least he's then sort of answered the question, like, I'm doing this because it's my job. Yeah. yeah. They are making me do my job. They literally have no one else in the world. <laughs> this go. is the next closest secret lying, service. But... <laughs> <laughs> but do you think he was going out there for her? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I, this was his choice, or like he volunteered for it or something, yeah. and that... If they gave him the option, he it would have been a definite yes or that he would have demanded to go. Yes, that's true. Yeah. I think he still cares I, about Kate. Even yeah. If he wants to yeah. work out his marriage. I don't think it he was a... He cares about I her. I don't think he had, like, bad intentions in doing so, mm-hmm. but I agree with that, that he still had, a, you know, a, an interest in, in making sure that she was taken care of. Yeah. And Bill. Let's not forget poor Bill yeah, Evans, no, the no, other agent. Poor Bill. <laughs> poor Bill. Yeah. Oh. Things didn't go so well for Bill. No, no they didn't. <laughs> we'll all have a moment of silence for Bill. Well, I was just thinking of a. I had a, another question, but I it can wait until we okay. get a little bit further in. Okay, I am not over that concept of the double tap. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> there's also one really good quote that was like, "If he hurts you, I'm gonna be all up on him like a 
I, I think it said like a Chicago typewriter or something. She goes, you know, rat a tat tat tat. Like, <laughs> I was like, this is like the last book of the series, and I'm going to have to go back and read the first eleven now because <laughs> the side character is so great. Nice. <laughs> oh man. Um. So when we go back to Ethan, it has not been 15 months for him. <laughs> no. It's still only been like a couple of days. Which this is also where I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I got the impression the entire series takes place in like a month. Like, like the... all three books. Oh, really? Oh, I, that's the impression I've got from just like quick looks at things. I've not spoiled anything for myself or anything like that. It's just like going to see like, what the hell is the next book about? Like, where can you go from here? And I think book three was like, it's been a few weeks. And I was like, <sighs> oh, shit. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Oh, the hits just keep coming yeah, for you. Right? <laughs> like, there's no resting. No. He's been completely naked for like two and a half weeks. <laughs> he's the naked sheriff. Yes. <laughs> that is the new sheriff uniform. <laughs> just the hat? Yeah. And the boots? <laughs> you can't run without boots. He's got a little yeah, star you that you like yeah. lick and it just sticks right there. There you go. <laughs> Don't be ashamed Very of your body. Casual. <laughs> Very <laughs> business casual. Very business casual. This is also where we meet Dr. Jenkins, the psychologist, psychiatrist, yes. mental health doctor, who I was like, I don't no, think yeah. I trust you from the beginning, but that's also because I didn't really trust anything in the town except for <laughs> Beverly at this point. The ghost. <laughs> yeah. The ghost. And then this, I think, is when he has that second interaction. He leaves when he has that next interaction with the sheriff calling Marcy, leaving another message for his wife. And at this point, the sheriff, I think this is when the sheriff kind of accused him, like maybe he had something to do with Bill's death. And I was like, do you really believe that? Or are you just using him sort of like a scapegoat because you don't want to do actual sheriff work to figure out who killed Bill? Yeah. I bought his theory just from the standpoint of like, I was like, I don't like you. And that is the only reason that I don't actually mm. believe this is the theory. But his theory makes sense. It he did. claims that they found Bill and his badge. And that the there's a guy, you know, talking to him, claiming to have lost everything and have no identification. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that he thinks the theory is that Bill was killed and that his partner was taking, had caught Ethan and was taking him out of town when, when the car crash happened. And it's sound. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. It definitely sounded like the way the story could turn. Yeah. Except for that the sheriff is like a massive asshole. And not in like <laughs> yeah. a, he's not like lawfully good kind mm-hmm. of asshole. No. No, he is not. Then uh, after that is when Ethan has that. I really liked this plan of Ethan's was to kind of infiltrate this cookout. Yes. <laughs> he's going to kind of <laughs> sweet talk the women first so that basically he could eat something. Yeah, like. <laughs> He's running around, smart. no food, no water. Yep. Yep. I just... No ID still, which sounds just terrifying. Yes. No ID and the no money thing. You know, like, if he had stumbled into the sheriff's office and the sheriff had been like, hey, that sucks. We're going to try to find your stuff. We know about the car accident. We're going to put you up in the room, comp you like a night, get a good meal in you, and we'll figure it out in the morning. Do you know how much yeah. easier this would have fucking gone down? Uh, yep. Right. Yep. Like, That's the other thing. No one has heard th- about this car accident. Yes. Not the late, like, oh. it was apparently really bad. I mean, it was bad. He got T-boned by a freaking yeah, Mack truck. Luckily but no one heard about it. 
Yeah, yeah. that's a good point that the sheriff could have easily, like, diffused this whole situation, but he had to, like, Rambo first blood it and yeah. just, like, completely, like, <laughs> fight him on everything and just make an enemy out of him. Is he tired of it? Hold on, I think I almost got Stephanie to squirt something out of her nose. So close. <laughs> not expecting Rambo first blood. <laughs> Did that say something that I'm like, no, I'm just used to Tim just like <laughs> No more water for the rest of recording. But again, it's not like the hotel has anybody. They could have one room and give that room away and be fine. Yep. Like, yep. like you wonder if the townspeople, like that's their vacation spot. They're like, hey, I'm going to walk down to the hotel and stay there for a couple of days. <laughs> Get some room service. Okay, you I don't have joke. to clean. But they're like, for my brother and sister's birthday, they did like a hotel in Atlanta one year so they could have the pool and stuff like that. Like, people but do that's do Atlanta. that. Atlanta. Yeah. I you know. know that's, like, <laughs> you know what I can't do? I can't walk not, to Atlanta. That's very, you could. But. I mean, I, I would. I could. <laughs> no, I would not do it. But. Yeah. <laughs> So when Ethan um, infiltrates the cookout, he hears that familiar voice, and it's Kate, but she's an old woman now, and I think this is where Ethan thinks that, you know, he's been there only for four days, so it's yeah. also how we know he's only been there for four days, not the 15 months like his wife, in his wife's chapter, um, and definitely not enough time for Kate to have aged. This is where I was like, why is time different for everyone? Why is it 15 months for Teresa that he's been gone? Only four days for him. 30 years or something, maybe, for Kate. I was very confused. I'll tell you, this is still not the the time point that broke me yet. I'll I'll tell you when we get there. Okay. I hope we haven't missed it and I haven't gotten confused, but I'll tell you exactly what it was when I was like, just this does not work. (laughs) The other thing, too, Kate wouldn't really talk to him um she did you know come out of the house and sit with him and tell him but she wouldn't give him any answers she just said you could have an amazing life here you're putting our lives in like in in danger can't talk about it but you could have an amazing life here and that's it it's like kate could you slip him a note like yeah seriously like something like a a hint it's like as to what's going on it's like you want him to just go off and like try and figure out what's going on just tell him right well she does say that like they're watching they're listening and she's yeah. got to worry about Howard, you know, her husband. So she's not just like being obnoxious for the sake of being obnoxious, which I, I know. Totally and also hate. with what we know later, like I understand why yeah, she was scared, sure. but right. in the moment I'm like, just something. Yeah. Need, like I want to know something now. <laughs> yeah. She's obviously not going to be the person to help. No, no. Super bummed me I out saw- that she was not Beverly in disguise. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I also thought we were going to get more of her after this, that uh, that he'd see, like, he'd talk to her again. I, I don't know. Yeah. We got to more, books, be more. Who knows? That's true. She did manage to slip in how she still thinks about his hands on her body. Yeah, that I was like, which, that's not place. <laughs> also, like, you're married now, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> and <laughs> Your it, husband's literally right there. <laughs> and implied that, like, happily married. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, but yeah. happily married in a fake town is what I'm thinking. Like, okay, that that guy's not a real guy; he's an alien. <laughs> but she <laughs> says I have Howard to think about too, implying that like, 
Yeah, what planet is Howard from? Oh, God. <laughs> All the planets. Yeah, I had not let go of the alien theory at this point. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> is it because we think theories we basically could stay alive? Is that why? <laughs> no, it's because I'm not good at guessing what's going on. <laughs> Very true. Although with a book like this, it makes you guess a lot of things. Yes. yes. So Ethan doesn't take the message about an amazing life and just settle down. He steals a car. Yep. Which I was like, yes, let's let's get the hell out of here. Let's yep. drive. Let's finally do this. Steal that damn car. And of course, somehow the road just loops around yep. and he thinks he missed the turn. So I was like, no, you of course didn't miss the turn. What is going on? <laughs> now I'm convinced that it's the supernatural fog that has yeah. spun his car around and put him back in here. It's something evil. There's a curse on the town. <laughs> Stuck in a time warp. <laughs> but yeah, I was, that's when I was like, where the hell did you have this car accident? Yeah, that was right. what I was thinking. I was like, you drove here. Right. You drove here. And now you can't leave. It's, you're in Silent Hill. You're you're stuck in some <laughs> evil place, evil purgatory like dominion. He's dead. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then of course the sheriff finds him, knocks him out, detains him. This there was one point where when it's just him and the sheriff in that room, the sheriff says that he, the sheriff, is the only authority in this town. Was just like, oh god, this is terrible. You have got to get out of here. I this just like peak. Yeah. asshole from the sheriff yeah very sadistic feeling yeah it's really sad that ethan doesn't win the fight that he starts yeah. <laughs> he almost does yep but then he doesn't does he pass out again yeah from injury he passes out that's pretty much what he does he passes out or gets naked all the time <laughs> or both <laughs> there's true. two things yeah passing out is not good for you <laughs> <laughs> um I think that's also too where we get another kind of flashback of him being tortured. I think mm-hmm. it may be more in depth one. And yeah. did y'all catch that the sheriff made a comment about it? Yeah. About mm-hmm. the would it make you feel better if I was wearing a black hood? Yes. Yeah. And I was like, well, how did he yes. know that? Right. It's because well, he's a demon. Yeah. At that point, they were actually trying to convince him yes. that he was crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although I think the is this where I think the when he was with the doctor, the doctor might have mentioned that they had his file they knew he had yes. been in the war and stuff yeah. so which like yeah how did you get that file yeah. right but then i was also like why are you telling the sheriff what's in that file like yeah. is that not his private medical file yeah. i don't know does hipaa not exist in this little <laughs> town <laughs> excuse me <laughs> confidentiality <laughs> i also just love ethan's like Overall, he's just like, I'm in the Secret Service, I can do whatever I want, okay? Yeah. I steal a car, oh, man. and I'm going to get forgiven for stealing this car. It's fine. Because yeah. it's in the sake of, I'm a Secret Service guy. Yes. This is an illegal, uh, like, you're detaining me illegally. I'm going to have your badge on my mantle above my fireplace. Because <laughs> you're going like to lose that. your job. I did like that. <laughs> I was like, all right, Ethan, this is not going to work, but okay. Oh, you know what would really... great? Is it if towards the end he had snatched it from him? <laughs> <laughs> like, Excuse me, hang on a second, and then snatch the badge off. Like, I need this. <laughs> I really want to see Ethan sue the hospital over HIPAA laws now, because I can just imagine them going to court, and like in this town, they have like one lawyer, and he's both the the public defender and the the prosecutor yeah. and the judge. Yeah. So he just moves and puts on little different hats as he's going. <laughs> He says something and he runs up and bangs the gavel and, you know, objects at himself and... Dr. Jenkins would win, but... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
then we uh, cut back to Teresa and David Pilcher approaches her. Now, at this point, I remember I recognized the name, but I had I couldn't remember and I didn't feel like looking back to see where it was, uh, who it was. Um, but I forgot that he was the reason that the first two agents had gone out to yeah. to Wayward Pines trying to reclusive billionaire. Him. Oh, yeah. This guy in my head, headcanon is I think it was John Hammond from Jurassic Park. <laughs> like same guy dressed the same does the same everything okay. is exactly the same like that's the guy that i envisioned for this this job they're not that far apart yeah okay. <laughs> absolutely him i could see that now yeah toby jones <laughs> Toby Jones. well that's the guy ah okay He's absolutely the guy <laughs> no toby jones plays the guy in the tv show oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah don't know who plays john hammond not off the top of my head. Richard no. something. Richard A. Richard something. something. Arten. I don't know. I wish my last name was something. <laughs> you can always change it. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to be Tim something. Oh, wait. <laughs> Everybody will be right whenever they think about me. What's his name? There you go. <laughs> Tim that something. That is like the most positive spin. <laughs> Attenborough. Richard Attenborough. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> So when David promised Teresa, or basically said, I can promise you, I can reunite you with your husband, but you can't ask any questions, and you have to go get your son right now, and decide right now, and then you both have to drink this thing that will knock you out, (laughs) and just trust me, a stranger. The fact that she considers it, and wakes up her I mean, she was drunk, she was drunk, let's just remember, like, she was not... So fully sober. She is at drunk point, and she is mourning. I get that. At this point, David yes. Pilcher turned into Lawrence Fish run from the Matrix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I But because of the time thing, I was like, but is he dead now? Because <laughs> yeah. it's been 15 months for her. Are, are all of Ethan's stories flashbacks and he's dead? But then why is he bothering this grieving widow if she really is a widow? Like... <sighs> Yeah, I was just like, well, somehow she's going to get sucked into this time warp thing. Yep. Yep. She does come to her senses and says no, but then he knocks her out anyway. No. And and Ben. I mean, I guess you need bodies. I don't know. Kill her. Who knows what's going to happen. So then back to Ethan. And here's when Dr. Jenkins tells him he's having a severe dissociative episode and also has bleeding in the brain. I and they were gonna do surgery for the bleeding in the brain. I know he had been through a lot physically, but I was still like, I need to see them X-rays or that CT yeah. scan to prove <laughs> that he has bleeding in the brain and that you're not about to like <laughs> do something else to him. Yeah, he's immediately like, I do not consent. Yes, this is where we get fun nurse Pam. Yeah, he basically says with a smile, if he doesn't stop moving, she's gonna jam this motherfucker <laughs> into your bone. <laughs> like, oh, Pam. <laughs> I'm just like up imagining the sweet old lady and the, like was, smiling. Like, oh, okay. Yep. And she does stab him with it. Yeah. yeah. Muscle, like he gets it in the muscle. Yeah. Because he wouldn't stop moving around. Yep. Yeah. She's a tense. She is. And then, so when they leave him to like let that take effect, because now it's going to take a while, and Beverly comes to help him, gets him out. They split up, and Nurse Pam is looking for him. And she says she has a present if he comes, if he'd come out now, and that the present is an, present is anesthesia because basically what she gave him will knock him out. But if they don't give him the anesthesia, he'll wake up during surgery unable to move and will feel them cutting into that whole speech was just yeah that was a lot for me. Yeah. It's like oh god, it's bone chilling. 
Yeah. Yeah. Just the whole, have you, have you ever experienced surgery uh, without, you know, not being awake? And I was, oh God, it sounds horrible. I woke up when they were finishing my wisdom teeth. I couldn't feel anything, but I was still like, "Mm, I don't know if I want to watch you with this bloody stitches. Please. Okay. Knock me out. No, I had to have a dental implant put in and they gave me something to take the night before. And then I was supposed to take another pill an hour before. So obviously my husband drove me. So the night before I took it, and I remember I stood up to use the bathroom and I was like, oh, I'm wobbly. Okay, so this is actually doing something. The next day, I think just because I was nervous anyway, because I don't like going to the dentist, I was like, I was not wobbly. <laughs> like this is, I was like, are you guys going to give me anything else? She's gonna, she was like, I was going to say, did you, did you take your second pill? It's like, oh, I did. And Anxiety. this is me now. Yeah. <laughs> like, Anxiety kicked in. Far too I'm worked up aware. for that to have worked. <laughs> so they gave me some, I think it was Xanax. I don't know, but I basically fell asleep oh, and good. I do not remember. <sighs> I remember little bits of, like, I woke up a couple times maybe, or my brain, I only remember a couple parts of it, but I was definitely not aware. Yeah. I've had a few <laughs> Twilight surgeries. Those are very weird. Where you're like all like you're you're constantly on the edge of falling asleep. You know that like mm. that feeling that you usually feel because you jerk yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had surgery where like you've been in I've been in that state, so you can hear everything going on. You just don't care. Mm. Oh no! Every every time that they put me under, like they tell you to count backwards from ten, and I think I make it to nine, <laughs> and then yeah. I wake up in a recovery room somewhere wondering what happened because I just went to sleep like two seconds ago, and. Yeah. That, yeah, no, I am gone when they give me kind of <laughs> stuff like that. No, I've That's made my like, memory of my wisdom teeth. <laughs> uh, the last time, uh, uh, actually the last two times that I've had anything, they gave me whatever. I don't remember what it was called, but they gave it to me. I was gone because that's what it does to me. I wake up and I was like, man, that was the best three days of sleep I have had in forever. <laughs> and they're like, you were out for about half an hour. And I was like, no, I've never slept like that in my life. I was like... You have to give me a little bit more of that. I got to take another nap. That was fantastic. <laughs> Just and they take were like, a little home. <laughs> both time, separate places, separate nurses, same response. Nope, that's the stuff that killed Michael Jackson. You get no more. And oh, then they Jesus. walked away. <laughs> yeah. well, at least they're honest. Yep. yep. Oh, so now we can understand that Tim can get addicted to drugs. Uh, if- all <laughs> yeah. Out for no, I, I, I don't have any kind of like willpower or anything. I would not. <laughs> Nope. I would not last long. Oh, God. Which, okay. So I have not been put under a lot. When Ethan gets stabbed with the needle, I was honestly sitting here like, how long is this going to take to go into effect? So I would have no idea. Um, And the reason is because the vein that they have to find in your arm on me is about two foot wide and impossible to miss. So I've never had anything happen any other way. And that might be part of the reason that I go out so quick. That may be, yeah. I had a I had one lady tell me that she wanted to take a picture of mine and put it in a textbook because she could probably she could probably hit it from across the room. <laughs> and I, I hear these stories about people talking about it, and they're like, "Yeah, they couldn't find a vein, so they kept going yeah. in and going in." And I'm like, "Well, that's never that's happened right to there. me." And it's like, "Cause you can't miss. Like, if you hit my arm, you've got the vein." Like, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know how it happens when they don't do it intravenously. <laughs> yeah, they just stick it in there, and then I go to sleep, and then I wake up somewhere else. It's pretty much how it goes. Also, really quick while we're on this, you know how in movies and in this book where you just rip out the ivy, don't. Do that! Yeah. Oh Can't my see. God! Tim, yeah, you that see is that a thing? Vein. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. 
don't do that. Because, <laughs> like, I mean it. Like, it's, it, yeah. I'm telling the truth. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you for that. Um, but really, don't don't rip out your IV. Like, thankfully, uh, I think the movie's called Isn't It Romantic or whatever the new Rebel Wilson and one of the Hemsworth mm-hmm. brothers maybe is. Like, she does it and it starts splurting blood. And I was like, this is my question. Like, yeah, like, yes. that's why when they do it, they immediately apply pressure is so that you don't bleed right. out. Because my thinking was like, you know, when they take blood, they don't just pull it out and just like, yeah. let it go. Right. Oh. So they put pressure on it for okay. a reason. TV shows, movies, books, books. <sighs> I can only imagine stuff, the man. I can tell you all about it. I can only imagine the geyser that would start with this thing if, if oh, I God. let it go. Tim, you will make me pass out. Please stop. All right, all right. I'll be good. I'll be good. Oh. Uh, let's see where did we leave Ethan <laughs> oh, right. he's stumbling around he was ripping out an IV Sam's gonna stab him to the bone if he doesn't come out so when he attacked her from behind like shoved her into that cement wall and she still managed to turn and hit him with that needle it's like Pam has superpowers oh, yeah. or Pam is badass. something yeah, yeah. I they, haven't they... figured out if she just like super follows the rules like, Pam may actually be lawfully good. Oh, uh, she's super tough, whatever she is. Yeah. I, I know yeah. That, 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 you know, you like you said, you think it's just this, like, happy-go-lucky, maybe even a little ditzy nurse. And then the more you see of her, you're like, nope, that was a character that Pam was playing. Yep. Yep. Pam, yep. Pam is Rambo. Sure. But, like, not Rambo <laughs> yeah. First Blood. She's, like, Rambo 3 Rambo. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> she's, like, full-on standing, taking on the helicopter in a tank. <laughs> good lord <laughs> until beverly smashes her in the head with a metal chair and knocks yes. her out yay beverly although we do get to see nurse pam again and she's still a badass yep. <laughs> but yeah beverly comes through and gets him out of there <clears throat> i'm surprised to see beverly again i was hoping i was worried that they killed her after the bartenders also said that she didn't work there and stuff no i was still convinced we were doing some kind of like alternate universe stuff and i was like Mm. oh well thanks for killing that bev appreciate it (laughs) Mm. crossing that off my list (laughs) her story about how she ended up in the town basically the same way with the truck but that it's been a year since she was in the accident, October 3rd of 1985. This is, <laughs> is this it. This when this it broke it. you? This is it. Because she said that she used to sell Tandy computers. And I immediately, as soon as I read Tandy computers, I was like, well, did you sell them at a Radio Shack in 1985? And then it turns out it was 1985. And I was like, I don't get what's going on in this book. There was just a reference to Tandy computers. Oh, my God. See, that's when I did the math. I was like, okay, so she's been there a year. But it's really been, I can't remember how many years that it was between 85 and whatever year this book came out. it was 2012. Because I think he tells her, like, because he's yeah, passing out. Yeah, that's right. It's 2012. I think he says and I, 2012. And I did the yeah, math yeah. of, like, how many months that was. And I was like, okay, this is almost up to, like, one month a day. And I was like, and it kind of explains? No, it doesn't really explain anything. But at least I can kind of get on board with this theory. 
totally forgetting about what's her name. And this is great. I didn't because try. Ethan <laughs> Ethan then goes to every pop culture reference that has happened since 1985, oh, yes! and she's we like going there and president. she's like, "You're making all this up." And I know in reality, if I was from 1985 and he just said all that stuff, I'm like, "Those are words. I don't know what you're saying." <laughs> yeah, I, I caught Berlin Wall. I know that's a thing. But, like, he's talking about iPhones and, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. September 11th. Okay, that's that's just a day as far as I'm concerned. I'm from 1985. What is yeah, the significance of that? does finally pull out some 80s references. <laughs> yeah. The Challenger. The <laughs> yes, the Challenger. Yes. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. He covers a lot of ground right there. And he just keeps mm-hmm. going with it, too. And I was like, oh, I think she's got the point, dude. Yeah. Right. Like, give her a minute to digest. Because <laughs> yeah. you just, like, blew up her mind. But also, how uh, oh, because we're talking about her date of birth. What'd you say? Hmm? Uh, her date of birth. She was born November first of nineteen fifty. So I did not try doing math because I was just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, how does she feel that it's only been a year if she was in eighty five? But then Kate is an old woman, and that was this year in twenty twelve <laughs> yeah. of the book. Just in fifteen months for Teresa. Yeah, I just. Yeah, this is the point like, where I somehow. went to the guy who suggested Dark Matter to me, and I said, this is your fault. I don't know what's going on, and time does not matter anymore. <laughs> right, yeah, time book? does not matter. Uh, yeah, he'd read all three. Okay. okay. <laughs> I just am really curious about Bev's hair. Like, is it 80s? <laughs> what it looks like. Oh, I mean, that is a missed opportunity, Blake. Like, <laughs> it's gotta you know be, what? right? Like, it's gotta be permed and big, right? <laughs> like, what? Well... Do they have the like? I don't know what you I don't use know to make your hair like hair a bunch of hairspray. Well, they probably oh, have it's hairspray. definitely hairspray to get it like big. And you fluffy. could tease it as long as you have a comb. Yeah, I didn't even hmm. think about this. Oh, the hair! Yeah, should have well, been obvious. Like, like the clothes would be whatever's in the town. So, like this, right. this is how it would have gone: but, is you would have seen the hair, you would have walked up, you'd have been like, "Hey, what's up, 1985?" <laughs> and she'd have been like, "What? It is 1985." Yeah. And that would have like right. cut this whole thing, like trying to figure each other out, just right, right out of it. But. Or like, what about other people who are who think it's like the seventies yeah. or the nineties? If they have butterfly clips in their hair, they're wearing overalls, but just like yeah. one side of it. Yep, they've got the that other was side. Yeah, the that's... style. <laughs> yeah, by this point, it had been established, I think, or maybe Bev does establish it here that like you don't talk about anything. Oh yeah, he's like, who do you think's president? Live in the moment. And he, she's like, Reagan's president. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, they don't talk about anything. They're, the only yep. newspaper they get is the one in the town. The the only books you could talk about are the books in the town. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, very live who in gave the them this manual the for like life in Wayward Pines where you're not allowed to talk about all this stuff? Like, when did they get like the, the course that says, hey, you don't do this? I assume because she said that the sheriff helped her after her accident. Oh, God. So I just kind of assumed it was him who probably told her. And then I guess like I just assumed th- told everyone. Yeah, I guess I so. Know. Yeah, it's kind of implied that everybody starts with memory loss and doesn't yeah, remember who true. they are. And they're told like, you do this job. And this is who you're with, or whatever. And then I guess you learn through osmosis to <sighs> do the rest. But also, you don't remember anything. So for a while, like all you can talk about is that. And yeah, that's true. Yeah, the terrifying thought of these people laying in their bed, thinking about their old lives. That yeah. was really good. Can't but... talk about it. She also takes that tracer out of his leg, and when he comes to, he finds out that basically. Bill helped her. Bill Evans, the agent, had helped her that he slipped her a note about her tracer. He, she dug it out herself 
and she would kind of go off and explore the town at night, leaving the tracer in in her bed, um, and that they were supposed to escape together, but they got caught, or he got caught, and the town basically tore him apart. But she doesn't say how long ago that was, right? Right, no. Yeah. There's no time no. under that. And also, we do have a moment where she lingers too long on his leg, and I was like... That was unnecessary. Thank you for adding that in. It's because he's so attractive. No woman can resist him. Even in his, I'm very sure, super bruised up state and bloodied and cut up face and everything. like one eye swollen shut and a broken nose. But that thigh, But his leg. (laughs) Gonna linger a little too long on that thigh. Yep. It's been too long since I've known the touch of a man. Really? (laughs) Like, really? There's not one guy in this town? No? You and Bill didn't? No? Okay. (laughs) Well, I guess, so she's been there a year. So whatever happened with Bill has happened in the last year. Way to start rumors, Meg, about Bill and and Beverly. Apparently they were a thing now. I'm just saying, how long has it been, Doug? (laughs) Apparently, like, 22 years or something like that. 1985. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> Tim? Well? That's more than 22 years? Uh, yeah, no, I was throwing out okay. a number. I didn't do the math either. <laughs> it's like, it's like, wait, I got married in 2012. I yeah, was what is 22. it, 20, 27? <laughs> I was born in 27 years. Stephanie's like, but then I was also like, I'd have to do math. I don't actually remember how old I was when I got married. <laughs> I have to think about it for a second. <laughs> I barely remember how old I am now. It takes me a minute when people ask me. I have to go back. Oh, born this year. Um, what year is it now? It does. I lock. I lock everyone in at a certain number, and I apparently lock myself in at thirty. Yeah. And I know I'm not thirty, but I'm like, how many years has it been since I turned thirty? Oh, three. Yeah. All right, right now. And then I just. And sometimes I'm just like, okay, what's uh, 2019 minus 19? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that explains so much. You lock your, Normal people lock themselves in at thirty. I lock myself in at thirteen. <laughs> Decided to quit growing up after that. Oh, I'm sure I'll lock myself in at 35 and then 40. It's those round like numbers that I accomplish this. That's what's good. gonna happen. No. It's like you're divisible by five. You're easy to remember. I'm like a new dad. I still say my age in months. <laughs> my sister does that. She's 19 years and oh, I can't remember how many months now. Oh no, she's really 27. That is too much. (laughs) So what, 96 months, that's what it is. So when the phones started ringing, and Beverly says that this is basically how it started the night that the town killed Bill, I was just like, but why? Who is calling? Who is is starting this phone tree? (laughs) Well, not a phone tree, because it's immediate. It's everybody. (laughs) It's creepy. It's so many questions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she did think to, to give him some clothes, but he didn't have time to put them on. <laughs> so he's still in a hospital gown until that gets ripped to shreds. And then he's running on Main Street naked. <laughs> when suddenly Megan his has her wife, head in her hands. <laughs> his wife is watching him do this and it's like, yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Was here. I was like, how did you get here? <laughs> She's like, ah, damn it. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, like, 
Wait, how did you get here? But you've been here five years? Yeah, that was another one that I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) You were at his funeral a year after he, like, ten days he got here. What's going on? Yes. Right. Not even ten days. Yeah. (laughs) But also, and then it's implied that, like, her son's gotten this bloodthirst taste. And I'm like, I don't like any of this. Well, that yeah, because they were in the mob that killed Bob, but she did say that um, they were kind of on the outskirts of the mob. Yeah, but it's not up front. Now that just sounds like um, a mom that... trying to make it sound like her kid was all that <laughs> right? bad. Yeah. Like, we were really on the outskirts. Anything. It wasn't that big. It wasn't up front. It's he fine. didn't actually do the beating, yeah. but we watched it. <laughs> we just were there. Yeah. Right. He just kicked the guy a couple times after he was already down. No big deal. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I was like, is this but, like the world's best game town? Like, what the hell? I don't know. But her phone didn't ring, which I thought, I guess, at the very least, was kind of nice of whoever yeah. controls this, that they didn't ask her to go chase yeah. him and kill him. I like so. that they have a speed dial for everybody and then a speed dial for Every everybody phone. but Teresa. Just right, or case. like a minus one yeah. type <laughs> of thing. Like. Yeah, do you think Kate got the call? Yeah. I was wondering about that, too. Yeah, I bet she did. <laughs> oh. And then you have to go. Yes. Yeah. You know, what would the neighbors say if we didn't go kill Ethan? <laughs> they will just bash you in the head uh, yeah, next right. then, too. Yeah, I'm really hoping that was the sheriff and we kind of get rid of that, but I know it wasn't the sheriff. Nah. Although maybe with the new sheriff, he'll try to do away with yeah. that, maybe? I hope so. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah. So his whole having to run while na- and hide while naked... <laughs> He does eventually get some clothes, which is good. Again, same setup, though. I have 500 people and an angry mob chasing me. That's number three. I'm naked. Priority number one. I need pants. I need pants. I need shoes. That's another thing if you're going to be running from a mob. Yeah. Um, Run by a payless. Completely naked. You run in, grab a pair of shoes, and then, yeah, no wallet. Nothing you can do. Yeah. No, like, payless is gone. Oh, that's right. What? They're not hey, a thing really? anymore. Yeah. I got an yeah. email like a week or two ago that was like, hey, going out of business sale. Oh, shit. And I was like, oh, the one in town center is going out of business. And then it was like, no, all of them are going out of business. I was like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I know there was one in the Providence uh, Place Mall. Man. Not anymore. I just made a dated Damn. joke now. I'm going to have to mm-hmm. update my shoe place jokes yep Can't DSW. Use anymore. there you go D- yeah <laughs> you run yeah. naked past a dsw down main street yes but you don't have your wallet because you're naked <laughs> so you gotta hope or you can do what ethan does he kills one of his pursuers and then steals some clothes from Ooh. that apartment yeah yep <laughs> and food i did like that he thought to like try to take some food but there was no prepackaged stuff so he had to take carrots and bread but i thought that was yeah Smart. The fact that that's all he takes, though, is like, really? Yeah. Just like, you got that fridge open. There's got to be more stuff in there. <laughs> Start grabbing stuff. <laughs> Bread and carrots. Like, how plain can you get? <laughs> I mean, he needed to fit in his pockets. Sure, but dude's pockets, like, I feel like can hold <laughs> That's true. Things. Dude's pockets are way bigger than ours. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like oh, us. Like, I saw the best meme before we started. His, um, a tweet by a mom asking why her son's, like, I think he's a baby, like her toddler child's son's pants or pants pockets are deeper than hers. What does he have to carry? The keys to the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> that's so good. I have gone on this tirade so many times. 
that if if I were to wear like I wouldn't wear women's clothing. Like there's no situation where I would do it, and it's just in because of those pockets. In protest mm-hmm. of those pockets, that's insane. <laughs> like I got a dress recently that has pockets, and I'm like, I should go back and buy it in several colors. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes those pockets are deeper than the jean pockets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, these pockets are great. If it's my entire mm-hmm. phone, I'm like, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. It's also why I never want a big phone because it won't fit in my damn pockets. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's oh, women's clothes. But anyways, yeah, his clothes can hold more. <laughs> I mean, if it can but hold a he loaf said there of wasn't bread, a lot of... <laughs> if one pocket's yeah, got a loaf of bread, that other pocket's <laughs> not just full of carrots. He did not I... fill his entire pocket of carrots. <laughs> Yeah, but you gotta but, imagine, like, if you put, like, a can of Chef Boyardee in each pocket, then you're just gonna get, like, bruised thighs while you're running. down. So. But, like, I don't know, some, is there cheese? I don't know. Don't, he said there's yeah. no prepackaged stuff. And you don't want to take stuff that'll spoil quickly. Yeah. Carrots and bread will hold up pretty good. Nuts? I guess there's no nuts. Grains? I don't know. Should, nuts would have been good if they'd had any. <clears throat> Just, like, any kind of protein. I guess that's my thing. I'm like, you have not eaten much in the past, like, four or five days. Yeah. Carbs are great. You need some protein, dude. Yeah, that's true. And also, just, like, maybe a water bottle. A cup. Something. I don't know. A cup. (laughs) You just killed a guy with a machete. Think. Come on. He did. He did kill a man with a machete. He's a lot going on. And then the crowd outside. I didn't. Okay, I didn't understand the costumes. So this crowd has gathered. And they're all in these crazy costumes, like... It's like Murder Mardi Gras for them. Yeah. Yeah, Murder Mardi... That is the best description. (laughs) The implication is the weather never changes. Yeah. And it's it's Mm -hmm. always like a perfect fall day. Which I have to say, I've always said, if I could live somewhere where it's fall all year around, (laughs) I would move in a heartbeat. And I had that thought during this book. I was like, oh, shit. Thanks for squashing that. Appreciate it. Um... So, yeah, I guess if people have been living here long enough, they just need something. But also, I guess it's kind of a Lords of the Lords of the Lords of the Fly. Lord that's of the not, Flies. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yes. It's like, that's definitely not right. But yeah. <laughs> um, but like, this is the only time that they have an excuse to like do heavy makeup and tiaras and pearls. Although and then there's this other guy with a sports coat and no pants on. <laughs> you know what I love? Though? Or how quick were they all out suspenders. after that phone ring? Like, they had these costumes, like, yes. ready to go. Yes. Like, they have you know a... how long it takes to do eye makeup? Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> not long in Wayward Pines, apparently. If you're not pra- at, practiced yeah. at it, because you're not doing it every day. That's what the hotel's for, to have, like, random balls. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, yeah. I could see... If that's what the hotel's for, then I see why you have a hotel now. <laughs> all I'm going to say is that by the 2030, I'm going to be like, what's the fashion right now? Like... I guess if you take people from the night, like now, it's kind mm. of like the 1990s. So like, you're going to get enough of a balance. That it's like, well, we can't really tell what year it is. You think it's the 90s. I'm thinking it's 2019. Like, it's kind of the same. I just like, mm. all I'm thinking is like, if you have a big, nice ball and people are coming in with like shoulder pads <laughs> and big fluffy oh, shoulder pads, <laughs> big Motley crew haircuts, sleeves. Yeah. I don't know. Fashion, man. Like, what is the fashion of this town, I guess, is where I'm stuck. <laughs> so, what is so everybody wearing? Now? Like, and the hair. Because, like you said, the hair. Like, if what I knew was to do 1950s hair, that's what I would be trying yeah. to do to my hair. If I knew to do 80s hair, that's what I'd be trying to do. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, I wonder if maybe there's a crash course by Nurse Pam for all the women. Okay, you're only going to do your hair like this so that it doesn't look. Yeah. Are we in bell bottoms? Are we in straight legs? Like, what? what's going on? Hip huggers? Like, what, what are the jeans like? Oh, let's not do the low no, rides. No, no. They're, no they're, those never need to come back any, 100%, from anywhere. 100% acid washed. All of it. Like, that's what they brought was acid washed jeans. <clears throat> so bizarre. Yeah. So... During this murder Mardi Gras, <laughs> Beverly is killed, and I was very, very upset. Yeah, yeah, yeah that one, that one got me. I kind of thought that that was all staged, though, and I thought Beverly was going to pop back up later. I really I did. Had been. Yeah, I was like, because I really liked her. Yeah, I didn't think she was gone. I thought that was all like for Ethan's benefit, like some kind of show. That's a good. You were really leaning into the whole Truman Show. I was. Mm-hmm. I was. I was mm-hmm. really leaning into none of this is real. So, yeah. Um, poor Beverly. Yeah. He, I th- want to say he does kill a couple people after this in his rage. Uh, yeah. He, he, this is, this is great. He's walking out, like hiding the machete, and some guy's like, hey. Mm. And then he's like, who are you? And he's like, it's me. And I'm like, what a great move. <laughs> yes. What a great move to just be like, you know who I am. It's, it's the guy in the yellow it's raincoat Bob. or whatever it was he was wearing. It's like, it's me. I was like, let's see how that works. Yep. The guy's immediately like, up. it's who? <laughs> it's like, oh, it didn't work. It didn't work. Abort. <laughs> or no, murder him. Yeah, murder yeah. <laughs> yeah, one does. Option two. <laughs> Which was the plan because he was, Ethan was very upset watching Beverly get killed. Yes. So he then decided to kill on his way out. And he does get into the woods, but then kids start chasing him, which I thought was creepy yeah. as fuck. Like, yes, yeah, absolutely. Can we not have the kids be bloodthirsty? Yeah. Nope, they all are. Yeah. I was actually worried for a second. I was like, please, let's not see Ben in this yeah. crowd that like, he like snuck out yeah, was <laughs> and was with too. his friends. Yeah, like what? Because there's doing? a moment where he's talking to a boy. All of the rest of them have run off, and there's one boy talking to him. And I was so worried <laughs> that that was going to end up being Ben. No, yeah, that that one boy though, he's like the one smart one in the group who realizes that an adult can't really do anything to him. Yeah, it's like this is a book. You're not going <laughs> to hurt scared, me, old man. But, <laughs> You're yeah. supposed to be the hero <laughs> of the story, right? Right. I do feel like it was a fake out for everybody to be like, "Oh shit, is it Ben? Is it Ben?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Ethan crosses the river. And then he settles into that recess in the, in the cliff. I think he gets naked mm-hmm. and then he takes his clothes off so they can dry. Mm-hmm. He's by himself. Though. I think it was very specific <laughs> about how he even removes his reefs. Yes. He was very yes. naked. Uh, this is where I was like, I just would not survive here because I don't like the outside and I don't like bugs and I need to have clothes on <laughs> when I'm outside and there are bugs. <laughs> you just like grab just gonna a be soaking wet and wore it as a cape. That's a costume. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. I don't know if I would actually survive in the wilderness, but man, I got some ideas. Uh, I'm not. I'm done for. (laughs) I know it. (laughs) Yeah, I'd have to dry out those clothes with me in them somehow. No, you would have died. This is just where I am. (laughs) Like, he would have gotten hypothermia. Actually, the fact that he doesn't get hypothermia, despite, like, everything is shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Also, that that he's still alive after everything. I just... Because he, so he dries off, he does see this crazy looking creature down below in the middle of the night, but then the next day he does climb out and finds the fence. I was just like, you climbed out after seeing this giant creature? This is, I would die in the cave. (laughs) I can't leave. (laughs) I mean, 
mean, he's got a good point. He thinks that people, you know, will come looking for him. Mm-hmm. He does, yeah. And then when he gets to the fence, it's an electrified fence, he basically uses the canyon walls to get up and over. But there's the sign on it that says, uh, beyond this point, you will die. Go back to Wayward Pines. And... Which I wonder how many people get that far and see that sign and are like, oh, nuts, and just turn around and go back at that point. (laughs) I'll just cross back that river to that mob that was possibly chasing me. (laughs) You know, oh, biscuits. I got to go back now. Yep. I mean, it's clearly an electrified fence, like that part. Yes. Because he sees a rat that got fried up or, you know, a bird or something. A a bird that tried to eat the rat that got fried up and got fried up. (laughs) Yeah. So... He's up on the other side of the fence, and then this monster comes for him. That like and tears through his abs, which I had, which were very defined, were, oh, were very yes. well defined. Very well it was defined. described, <laughs> very well defined. But <laughs> I had a moment of like, this is like when I read Jurassic Park, and the characters were like, sort of from their perspective, almost like them getting ripped apart by the dinosaurs. Like Ethan can't die here, yeah. like. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah, it's like, how many more pages do I have? Hang on yeah. a second. Right, because all those people in Jurassic Park where we got this far, they died. <laughs> no, like, he gets, I mean, I kind of understand how he, well, I mean, I understand how he beats the creature, but then proceeds to live for, like, three more days before anybody else finds him. <laughs> and climb. He climbs. Yeah. With his ripped <laughs> abs. Not, like, ripped abs, but, like, No, they're sliced. both. They're both. <laughs> ripped and sliced. It's, um, it, it's, like... In any, like, I don't know, like, story where you've ever heard of, like, a, a skeleton that's walking around and it's, like, a villain. I'm like, so that's how it happened, right? Because that's pretty much all that's left of Ethan at this point. He's just a skeleton walking around. Yep. Yep. With still hair. going. Yeah. <laughs> and he's still pretty charming, apparently. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he has no skin. But, yeah. So he kills the monster, beats it, like, in the head, and then he sees a square piece of metal in a cliff in, in the canyon so he's gonna climb up the canyon to get to it and while he's doing this five more monsters come <laughs> I, I was like what do you do here because <laughs> what <laughs> what do you do here my favorite is when he starts throwing his shoes oh god and I was yeah, like, I was yes <laughs> that's where we would get I mean, to work <laughs> that would happen but now you have no shoes <laughs> you just got those shoes <laughs> Nope, they are gone. Yeah. But thankfully, he was smart enough to wear as many socks as possible to get these shoes on. So, like, I he's guess got cushioning. he's got some cushions. <laughs> I don't know how rock climbing works. I've That's never done you... rock climbing, honestly. But you I'd know. imagine I'd want grip on my shoes and not socks. Yeah, a, uh, that sounds fair. There's a point that I forgot to mention earlier where he's running down Main Street. And then another point where he's in the hospital and they talk about the slap of his feet. And I could only think about it. It's like, man, I would run like six inches on an open road without any shoes or socks on. And I'd be like, nope, we're done yeah. doing that. That was the <laughs> end of that experience. So many times where he just like takes off his shoes. Like, yeah, it really would have helped it if at some point it was like, so I'm a nudist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like being confined by clothes. <laughs> and I would have been like, you do you, dude. I get it. If this is how, if you are, this is how you run, this is how you're comfortable, <laughs> go for run. it. But me, I step on a rock in my shoe and that occasionally hurts. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's what would happen. I'd be running barefoot down the middle of the road and for some un- you know, unexplainable reason, there would be a Lego in the middle of the road. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> And that's where the book would end for me because I would just drop it. 
<laughs> I am done. Yeah. <laughs> Game <Yeah>. over. <laughs> I can't go on. Just come kill me now. Yep. Those Legos are no joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So he does throw his shoes and rocks at those five monsters who, of course, do climb up after him, but he, they fall. And then when we cut to David Pilcher going to Teresa and telling her to get Ben, basically like they're all going for a ride. It's like, oh dear. That's like, that's his pastime is just like drugging those, those Teresa, and ben. Yeah, Teresa and Ben. <laughs> that's like, oh, we have to move them from the house for some reason or another. Right. We have to drug them because they can't go anywhere else under their own power. And she also yeah. says like, you're not really allowed to talk to him unless he talks to you first. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very weird vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I did kind of think they were going to, he was going to try to use them to yeah. get Ethan to stop. Yep. But I didn't know to what end, mm-hmm. you know, like what they were, what he was going to want to do with Ethan. Um, and then Ethan basically makes his way through an air vent down into a giant building that has a laundry room, the rec room, a gymnasium, library. It's huge. He does also see a monitoring station with a bunch of screens where they're monitoring. Like, there's a bunch of cameras in different places in Wayward Pines. And he does stop for a second. He wants to go and, like, snap that guy's neck. But he doesn't. <laughs> he restra- restrains himself. He does have it's a like, lot of rage moments. Yeah. I mean, I would have a lot of yeah. rage moments at this yeah. point, too, with everything. <laughs> Yeah, he's pretty much feral at this point. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There's there's no Ethan left. Okay, here's the yep. talk about the abs. I'm taking a picture of it. <laughs> uh, he finds a room labeled suspension, and this is where I was like, what is happening? Yeah. I mean, I get what's happening, but I don't get what's happening. Because yeah. <laughs> um, he finds Beverly's suspension tube that says she was terminated. He finds his own and his, I found this very creepy. I mean, it made sense, but just seeing the words termination in progress was like, oh. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, that was, yeah. Yep. Oh, then Dr. Jenkins pops up again, explains that they're able to suspend the body, basically like freezing yep. the body and then can bring you back. And he tasers and drugs Ethan, poor Ethan getting drugged again. Yeah. And when he wakes up, he's on a helicopter with Dr. Jenkins, that sheriff, and Nurse Pam. Who's not a nurse at and all. This... She's like a mercenary or something. Yep. Yeah. Which, there has to be a medical professional in this town. Or one of these oh, books is going to be one. about, like, a plague wipe in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So maybe she has some medical training. There have to be people with medical training. There has to be. But basically, he has flown them to Boise, right? Yep. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And he takes Ethan. They get out. But Dr. Jenkins gets a gun. Everyone's very concerned about how they're all talking about how it's first sign of trouble. We're leaving. Um, But he takes him to the U.S. Bank building where the Secret Service was up on, like, the 17th floor or something. But the building is collapsed. Only a few floors remain. And trees, nature has essentially taken it over and this is where we find out ethan had been suspended for 1814 years five months and 11 days which i believe if i did it right is the year 3826 
I think 27 because I think he disappeared in September. But yes. Okay, yeah. 27. So a lot of time has passed yes. since. <laughs> Just a few. Since that car accident. Um, and here's where I still was not positive for some reason in my head. If Teresa was really in this year with him, I was just somehow, even though we had seen her, she, we had seen her see him run by on Main Street. I was still somehow worried that something happens and she's no longer in this present day with him. Right. Um, basically, we find out that David Pilcher had found that the human genome could be corrupted. So he essentially started planning ahead for that. And because he wanted to preserve humanity. Um, I think he said 650 people had been taken or conscripted for this. Yeah, I think so. And that he wasn't sure what happened to the world because he basically went into suspension a little while after Ethan did. Um, But that the monsters that we've seen are basically the evolved humans that that's what the body did to survive in this world there's no more bees and there are no more crickets which was like the only like full resolution i got in this book is like oh well that explains those there we go (laughs) yeah wrap that up in a nice little bow for me thank you yep i think my favorite thing that he says is that since the industrial revolution we've treated our world like it was a hotel room and we were rock stars but we aren't rock stars. <laughs> that is a good quote. Like, that's very, that's, yeah. Yeah, let's also talk about climate change yeah. and everything that in present day. So, so Ethan, uh, also too, when he talks about how they um, told the first group the truth, because Ethan's like, what the hell? Why don't, why wouldn't, don't you just tell people the truth? The first group of people, they did tell them the truth, but a bunch of people committed suicide um, stopped having kids. Like it just, th- that society just fell apart. Now for a long time at this point, like leading up to this, they would be explaining sort of like, like Pilcher would be explaining what had happened. And like, after everything he said, my brain is like, yeah, but why do this? And then he'd say something else. Mm-hmm. And my brain was like, yeah, but why do this? And then it finally got to this point And I was like, oh, so that's why you do this. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you for answering my question. Right. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for the explanation. Yeah. <laughs> because it just, it, it totally did not add up to me this whole time. I was like, yeah, okay, so just, like, build a little human aquarium and, like, mm. I don't understand why you would do that. But then it starts to make sense. I was like, oh, because they realized they didn't have any reason to go on. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that kind of tracks, you know? Yeah. You say, like, yeah. why do this? Like, why did these people commit suicide? Or, like, why? No, like, know? why build this little city oh, and then not tell anybody why you built this little city? You know, it just didn't add up to me. Yeah. Like, why were you keeping it from all these people? And why were you trying to act like life was still going on? And then it made a lot of right. sense when right. they were like, no, it's because everything yeah. sucks and we're all going to die. So, yeah. But, yeah. like. And that everyone you knew is long dead yes, and gone. Yes. And, but also, like, <clears throat> the way that he figured out this mutation back in the 70s, which means these people who I think started, he started taking them in the 80s. I think, yeah, I think 79 was the first <clears throat> one. Okay. 
they have this mutation. So it's not like he saved humanity. Right. He just prolonged it. Prolonged this group mm-hmm. of people that are going to be around for, you know, what, roughly 1800 years before they turn into this too? Yeah. So what did you solve? I don't know. I had the same thought too. I was like, but if it was messed up, it's messed up for these people. Same it was messed up for the old yeah. people. Yeah. There's not enough. Gener- they're not enough generations possible to like clear this gene up. Yeah, and they're definitely not going to repopulate the Earth because yes. there's just no taking it back. Yeah. Although I'm wondering if the next books, if there are going to be other like surviving colonies, and that might be somewhere. Yeah, where the where the the story goes is addressing that same yeah. problem. Yeah, well, because he did say he put out like an emergent like on radio on the yeah. radio sort of yeah. on the waves to. Not like an emergency broadcast, but yeah. a message or something. Did he say how long some of these people have been, like, how long this town's been? Like, since this town started to Ethan? Like, uh, well, he... I, you get the impression that it was, like, I, I and maybe I just read into this, but I got the impression that since Therese had been there five years, that it had been something reasonably close to that when they started trying to but incorporate didn't, Ethan. Didn't Kate say she'd been there 20-something years? Well, she was old. I mean, yeah, she I mean was that may be true. Maybe then, they, yeah. they tried Ethan long before they tried Therese, and Teresa was an afterthought to, to trying to get Ethan to work on one of the later attempts. So I don't know I thought that, that they say. I thought the doctor had said that because when... The doctor says, and here's your family, knocked out. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, why did you wait so long? Because he can tell his son is older. He's like, I didn't. You, this is our third time yeah. with you. So I think that he probably woke them all up at the same time. Yeah. But because Ethan was so resistant yeah. <laughs> and such a fighter that that's why they had to keep trying yeah. with him. Yeah. Because I think he Yeah, says, I was under that impression that it was somewhere in that neighborhood of five years. But, I, but this particular town, I thought I got the impression that... Cause when Ethan is running through the giant building being chased, there's a, a road or a sign there or something that says Wayward Pines 3.5. Yeah. And I know that could have meant like miles, but in my brain, I was like, is that like version 3.5? That's exactly how I read it. <laughs> that may be it. Is that there were other attempts at the city, and I don't know yeah. if that means those were successful or not successful. We know the first one definitely wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, where is it? Looking at- oh, here it is. I was trying to find what happened with Ethan. So the first time... He made it across the river and nearly got killed by those aberrations. They saved him. The second time, they made sure that he discovered his family, thinking that it would help. But then he tried to escape with them and nearly got all of them killed. So this is the third time. And yeah, (laughs) I think this one's going to (laughs) stick. So it doesn't say how long Kate's actually been out. It says that it's hard for her to keep track because I'm assuming the days are weird. And that's just been years, but she's old, like noticeably older. She's old, yeah. So she's, and she was thirty six when she went missing. Maybe like thirty years in her sixties. Yeah. So it says she was thirty six because then he freaks out and double checks to make sure he's not a sixty year old man. So she's been alive for twenty something years, or awake for twenty something years. Mm -hmm. She's bizarre. It is. Yeah. And it's bizarre to me that like she didn't need these restarts. I mean, I guess everybody's different. Even yeah. though she was an agent, she's well, not necessarily the same. She didn't go it didn't against work with the Bill. grain. Like, she was mm-hmm. the one that told Ethan, like, don't do this stuff. You're going to get us in trouble. So she was obviously, like, playing within weird. the rules. Yeah. You don't get to be yeah, secret people... service playing the rules. Actually, maybe you do. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, uh, I think Teresa says she's been there for five years and... The night of them, the phones ringing and chasing Ethan was the fifth time that that had happened. Yes. 
So I guess for the most part, people play by the rules. Yeah. Yeah. But every now and then, it seems like at least once a year, I guess, yeah. someone might yeah. not. Yeah. I am curious how many of them, like, what level of fear most people have. Yeah. And why. I'm also curious about how how they decide when to wake people up because Kate yeah. and Bill would have disappeared at the same time, but did like, was when was I, I'm just, I'm wondering how old was Bill? Well, Bill's been dead for a while. When he was killed. So. Bill's not yeah. been dead for more than a year. He died with sometime within the last year. Yeah. Bev had been there. But I'm wondering how long he was. Right. I'm wondering how long he was there. Before oh, that's true. That. Like that's if they will him up at the same time as Kate right. or yeah, 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 her yeah. first. Yeah, That's it doesn't, true. yeah, they don't, I wish they had gone through his and seen Bill's, but the only person he saw that we know is, is Ev. Yeah. So. The doctor gives him a choice where he will leave Ethan with his family with some food and supplies and they can live out in this wilderness and die probably immediately. Or come back to Wayward Pines under his rule and his, you know, his rules and follow what he says. He also slips in a threat about Ethan's son that basically if Ethan betrays him, he's going to watch while he takes his son. And then, of course, gunfire because those aberrations are coming. Yeah. <clears throat> also, I'm just like, what happens when Pil- when? Oh, so that's the doctor is David Pilcher. Yes. yes. They're one person. What happens when he dies? Like, who takes over then? Dinner. Because... I was wondering also, too, can you go back into suspension? Because I was, at first, before he started explaining stuff, I was like, so did you go into suspension and then come out and introduce some people and then go back into suspension and then come out and age a little bit and introduce some people to the town? Or is this just a one-time-in, one-time-out no, type I mean, of thing? He's been like, tried to integrate three times. I doubt it was three times back-to-back. Yeah. So, like, Pilcher comes every time there's, like, a, a certain, like, moon or, like, some kind of, like, <laughs> solar event or something. Yes. Every, like, hundred years, David Pilcher comes. It's the coming of David Pilcher. <laughs> I mean, no, he's definitely the type that's got to see how it's going constantly. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like, are there are people that are outside of this, but are there really people that are outside of this? Dude, like I, The way he's talking about Ethan, I bet that's exactly his mindset for Ethan is, like, you know, one day I'm going to die. I want this guy to take yeah. over for me yeah. because he's a guy that's not yeah. going to like take any crap or right. know, whatever sounds tough, like heroic leadership yeah. guy. <laughs> so obviously the sheriff and nurse Pam are in on it and the pilot, there's a pilot. And then there were also some people in the building, just kind of the one monitoring the screens and then other like doing other stuff. So there are some people sort of in on it. So I'm wondering how they choose people to take over yeah. the, to take over those jobs like as those people get yeah. older and stuff yeah i don't know yeah because mm. it's a lot to take in yeah but i ethan's the only like there are only four people max that probably yeah. know everything yeah. yeah and i'm sure there were reasons that they selected pope and and pam yeah mm-hmm. right i guess they probably have been out some of the longest yeah and they probably had some kind of military history yeah. or, or whatnot yeah yeah Speaking of Pope, <laughs> the sheriff, uh, the group of aberrations comes for the helicopter, comes for the people towards the helicopter. They, they're they able to fend them off with, um, with gunfire. But then when Ethan gets back into the helicopter, he tells 
Pope to come on, but he gets back in, and then Pilcher shuts the door and locks it, and then tells the pilot, let's oh, yeah. go. <laughs> and the pilot was like, what about the sheriff? Pope's staying. I was like, oh. Yeah, he knows yeah. what he did. Not messing around yeah. here, sir. <laughs> and that was the thing, like, Pilcher, like, he had, like, this whole, like, John Hammond vibe to me, but then all of a sudden he's like, mm-hmm. you know, if you cross me, I'll kill your kid. And you see that guy out there getting eaten by the abominations? That guy tried to cross me, or at least he was going to. And yeah. I'm like, whoa, yep. dude is, like, and cold. The reason he gives, because Ethan, of course, asks why. Yeah. Um, he's like, he wants to rule. Yeah. It's like, you know, he does, and he's also an asshole, yes. so, okay. Yeah. <laughs> all of these are true. But even with everything that the sheriff put Ethan through, he's still like, you can't just leave him here. And that's it. Pilcher's like, no, you're the sheriff. So that's what we're oh, doing. Man. This it's is like the plan. So much worse than that. Because like Pope is like hanging onto the rail mm-hmm. and the abominations yep, are like climbing up Pope. And then Pilcher's like, hey, take the helicopter back down a little bit. Let's make sure that this guy gets eight <laughs> like completely. I want to make sure he has zero chance to get back with this. And I'm like, whoa. Yep. And that's when Ethan should have been like, hang on a second, open the door, grab the sheriff's badge, close the door, wave. <laughs> like, thanks. <laughs> Pin it to his chest very proudly. Yeah. <laughs> also, not get grabbed by an aberration as he's doing exactly, this. Yes. <laughs> Take off his sheriff's clothes and throw them out with Pope. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's a new sheriff. Yeah. Oh. There's a nude sheriff in town. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Look, he just—he gets naked too much for a character in a book. Like it's weird. It is. It is. I wonder if he'll. I'm very curious to see how many excuses for him to get naked in the second book. <laughs> he never wears any clothes again. No. <laughs> exactly. Or he goes the opposite. He's like, I'm always clothed, <laughs> long sleeves, long pants. <laughs> I did like, so I thought it was interesting that his first day on the job, he's a sheriff, you know, doing a sheriff thing, not doing really much of anything. Um, There's not really much to do. But then after the day of work is when he gets to reunite with Teresa and Ben. Yeah. So I was just like, so did they just wake up at home thinking, okay, Pilcher drugged us and we're back. They're probably used to it now. Every time they leave the house, Pilcher's drugging them. But to also make him go through a whole day of work before he can see his family, yeah. who, I mean, at this point, I feel like, has it been like five days for him? Yeah. Yes. Something quick, yeah. right? But he, you know. He lived a whole lifetime I, in those five days. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's been five years for her. Yeah, that's right. true, too. Well, I mean, like, so he's definitely seen them a few times because the, the kid's like, are you going to stay this time? Like, he's not really willing to embrace him until you know i think yeah he was referring to the last time when he was like let's escape and yeah almost got them all killed because Teresa says she can't lose him again yeah. and he's like i'm not going anywhere this is it this is it like but also my ex-girlfriend is also in town because yeah. <laughs> i'm i know she's older but i'm just very curious about the way that's gonna Are you guys play BFF out now? are we all good yeah no, that's got to be awkward in the grocery store. Right. We're just walking down, <laughs> down the street. So what do you guys think? What, what are some of, what are your, some ideas of what's going to happen in these sequels? 
their other colonies. Yeah. They're going to pick up on the broadcast wave thing that Pilcher has out there, and they're not going to be good because we've got to have a plot. <laughs> they're going to try to, like, f- get in and fuck up Wayward Pines. Yep. So you're walking dead in this. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm yeah. 100%. <laughs> but there's an end because there's only three books. <laughs> so I think the Abbeys are going to get in. Oh, I'm worried about that, like, too. Like, I don't think this has a happy ending at all. I don't think no, it can. No. Yeah. No. It, it It's too... It's set up too far gone. Yeah. And there's too little remaining for this to have a positive way to end. Mm-hmm. But also, he's going to try to overthrow Pilcher, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Like, any guy that allows mass murder... That's not mass murder. Allows the masses right. to murder... He brings that up, too, and he's just like, listen, every community is violent. Like, look at... Yeah. Um, we have no crime outside gladiators. of Gladiators. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, that's... Uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's definitely how it's going to go. He's going to uh, somehow... I, I'm not going to say rise to power, mm-hmm. but he's going to try and overthrow the current regime. <laughs> I'm curious how he's going to deal with... Because I'm wondering if there's other people in the town who have... Who either Bill told... Or who figured out about the tracker and who are also trying to sort of like subvert the system yeah. and get out. I'm wondering how he's going to handle yeah. them. Now did, he has to enforce those rules. Did Bill say yeah. someone told him? Uh, no. Mm. Bill didn't say one way or the other because we heard that from Beverly. Yeah. And he just passed a note <laughs> okay. that said, hey, it's in your left leg. Did Beverly yeah. say that Bill had someone else before Beverly? No. She okay. didn't. Well, I don't remember that. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely interesting, and I think we're all going to probably rush out and get the next book. Absolutely. I'll start it tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only reason I haven't started is because I didn't want to confuse myself in what happened in the first book. Appreciate and the second it. book. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I'm pretty good at that. So <laughs> uh, I'm ready to get started. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking to see if, if Beverly said anything about Bill, and it just doesn't. Okay. Um, she didn't even know he was Secret Service. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Said he wouldn't tell her anything about their lives before. So, so bizarre. Yeah. Hmm. Anyone have a book drink for this one? Oh, yes. Hang on. I gotta find oh. it. <laughs> I absolutely do. It's the perfect drink, too. <laughs> I want to hear Tim's. Megan is nominating <laughs> Dr. Pepper. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, aside from a Dr. Pepper. Um, it's a drink called the Muddled Pine Cocktail. Oh, God. Okay. okay. Was there gin? Uh, no. Yes. Um, yeah. I have a part time with this word. A dash of Angostura bitters. Okay. Oh, bitters. Yeah. I never knew how to nope, say that first. No clue. bitters. I skip right yeah. over it. <laughs> yeah, just bitters. Uh, an ounce of fresh lemon juice, half an ounce of pine syrup. Okay. Uh, 15 fresh cranberries. An ounce. <laughs> that seems like a lot of cranberries, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. uh, okay. Oh, wait, hang on, hang on. We'll get back to the cranberries in just a second. But it's an okay. ounce of gin or vodka, which is optional if you're, you know, not drinking tonight. Uh, and then uh, okay. a half ounce of lemon lime soda for garnish. Mm-hmm. More a pine, a pine sprig and more cranberries. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a whole lot of cranberry happening here. Okay. But, all right. <laughs> the muddled pine cocktail. Okay. Which, by the way, we so, should we should totally make in the near future. I was like, about to say, so you're going to yes, try when you this, come right? to visit. Yeah, reading book two. <laughs> <laughs> cranberries aren't in season, but uh, I have uh, frozen cranberries. Did you not say fresh cranberries or just fresh lemon juice? Well, they're frozen fresh cranberries. We froze fresh cranberries. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. So just let them thaw, yeah. and then 
Make sure you save some for the garnish because <laughs> there's a million cranberries needed. You need apparently like four bags to make this drink or something. <laughs> yes, for one person. <laughs> you think I could syrup? use craisins? You think I could get away with craisins? No. Probably no, not the same, right? <laughs> Those are already muddled. No. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't want to sound like an idiot when it said pine syrup. And I was like, is pine syrup just like syrup? And then I was like, nope, maple. That definitely has maple in it. I don't know that I've ever seen pine syrup. I don't know what that I is. I don't know what pine syrup is. So uh, I will have to research pine syrup and I will get back to y'all. But yes, we're totally making these. And then we're going to come back together and talk about book two. Apparently you can <laughs> buy it on Amazon. Yep. Or you can make it yourself. You can also, oh, you can also buy pine tar. I don't know what that is. Uh, it's what used to make your hands sticky in baseball. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So yeah, muddled pine cocktail. I will nice. report back via Twitter. It's been a little while since we've had like an actual cocktail. I'm on board for watching mm-hmm. Tim try this. <laughs> I'll, I'll video yeah. it. I'll video it. Um, there you go. I, I, I yes. might go to a bar and ask for muddled pine cocktail and see if I get punched in the face for asking for it. <laughs> Depends on the like, bar. First of all, do you have a pound of cranberries? To put in my <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Then that's what I want. I feel like Alex could probably hook you up with something. Here. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he has half the things in his house already yeah all right so tim what are you reading next are you reading the next the second oh, one? so i have a couple of things that i've got to get through um okay. i am yes going to move on to wayward which is the second book in this series and i also am now up to volume four and lock and key sweet yay yeah which i'm um wait hold on time stuff i just listened to <laughs> the last episode of judging book covers on the first yeah. three volumes and then i started reading volume four right after it yeah, we were recording this episode super early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I can't wait for that episode. And then uh, I, I, or the next episode that's coming, I can't wait for that one too. Some really, really good <laughs> stuff out of this podcast lately, including oh. me. Glad we so, could yeah. hit all of your check boxes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some good choices. And Megan, do you know what you're reading next that's not for the podcast? Oh, yes. It's like I did, and I forgot. <laughs> but I just got... Uh, I, I already bought the book, so I don't know why I was still on hold for the audiobook. But that's okay. I have it in book formats now. Um, on the Come Up by Angie Thomas. It's her uh, sophomore book. Uh, very excited. I know it is based in the same area as The Hate You Give, but it is not a sequel to The Hate You Give. So it'll be interesting to see what she does with this book. Nice. What about you? I'm going to finish the refrigerator monologues and then I'm still torn if I want to get the next lock and key or if I just want to jump right into wayward. How's the weather this weekend? (laughs) It's supposed to be nice. We're having friends over for a game night, (laughs) but I really want to know what's going to happen in this world. (laughs) It sounds like me and Stephanie are going to be reading the same stuff here coming up. Yeah. And I know we're all still waiting some on messages. Mount Fitzroy as soon as that yes. happens. Oh, yes. So. Yes. Yes. We are definitely doing an episode as soon as that comes out. You, you know um, what else I'm reading coming up here, too? Megamorphs number two. Okay, but that's for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for this podcast. It's for a different one. <laughs> that is required reading for you. <laughs> Maybe you can explain why. Oh, 
Yeah. Oh, it's required for that Minds at Yerk <laughs> podcast that we were talking about, in which I am reading for the first time the Animorph series with three people who are rereading the series, including Megan. Oh, that's me. Hey, yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Figured I had to work that in there somewhere, right? I gotta sure. Do my, oh, yes. Do you're going to be asked where people can find you. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> All right. Let's see. So next on for the podcast, the challenge is a book with either purple in the title or a purple cover. And we decided on purple cover. We are going to finally give Dean Koontz a chance, and we're going to read Odd Thomas. We're so weird pushover. So excited about this, because this is the only Dean Koontz of value. <laughs> You've done so good at choosing a book. I love this book. And it's, I it's mean, probably like, I don't know. Whoever but whoever put purple in the cover. <laughs> Great job, it's really, that guy. Thanks. But no, I can't wait to hear what y'all say about it. And I can't wait to listen to that episode because I, I do. I, I kind of, I've kind of heard that book a lot. And if you hate Dean Koontz, it, I, I do too. But that book's really good. <laughs> so you should give it a shot because it's not like the rest of his stuff. And unlike this book where you kind of have to squint to find the green, it definitely is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you just kind of like... Take it, hold it back pretty far and be like, oh yeah, that's you... like a dark shade of green <laughs> against the blue. Yeah, that works. Right up there in the top of the E in Blake. It kind of <laughs> oh gets a little, a little green. <laughs> a teeny tiny green. <laughs> sure. The eye is kind of yellow, so I guess the blue and yellow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A little bit. <laughs> What about that H? That H is super green up there in, in crowd. Oh, goodness. I just moved my camera all over the place. I'm falling apart here. There we go. All right. Oh, this episode is getting away from us. That tends to happen. Trying to prove the green yeah. for today. That tends to happen when I come around a lot. I don't stay on focus very well. It's all good. Yeah. All right. So, Tim, people can find you at Minds at York. Yes. Um, I'm and also Remo Beware on Twitter. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Um, no, no, go ahead. One other thing that I feel like Everywhere people can I find should you. mention is that we did an episode of Second Opinion that should be coming out shortly or is already out. I don't know, It'll time stuff out. again. It's already out. Um, <laughs> uh, it was me and Megan and we talked about Limetown and it's really cool. And it was really fun. We were on there with a, a, a friend of the show, Ian Buck. Yep. It was a good time. Do I get to say that? I'm not on nice. your show. I don't know if I should say friend of the show. <laughs> I, mean, I think he's a friend he of the is... show. He's friends of the show, yeah. yeah. All right, cool. That sounded a little presumptuous. I, I forgot my yeah, voice. Yeah, we if you're a friend of the show. But. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm probably more the downfall of the show than anything else. No. Yeah. It never would have gotten past episode one then. Hey, that's true. <laughs> I was one of the original guests. Also, oh. you brought Earthcore into my yes. life, so. Yes. Such a good book. Yes. <laughs> I do need to sit down and read more Sigler. Like, I do need to actively work him back in. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff out there. Yeah. But then things like today where it's like, hey, this book you asked for a copy of like four months ago. Yeah, we're going to say yes. And it's like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what book was this? Why did I have it on my list? <laughs> <laughs> Something to do with a dagger in the Victorian era. Okay, fine. I remember why now. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So Megan, where can people find you? Uh, best ways, best place to find me is at my blog, which is 
meggriffin.com with three G's in the middle. You can find all my writing, um, book reviews, and anything related to a podcast. Bug on my camera. Uh, what about you? <laughs> <laughs> For March and April, you can find me in Bust Magazine. I wrote their one-handed read for this edition. So go get it. It has Taraji P. Henson on the cover. And she's wonderful. Although, if I'm being truthful, I still haven't read the cover story. But she's <laughs> awesome. So still go get it. And also, I'm in it. Yes. <laughs> That's I need awesome. to find a place that sells magazines. I know. There. I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> you work in a grocery store. You're yeah, good. I have I like have four bust. magazines. <laughs> no, I definitely need to get a copy still. Barnes & Noble usually has Does it. it. Okay, that a, that's else. perfect. Yeah. Run by Barnes yeah. & Noble. <laughs> Don't need to twist my arm too far. <laughs> And then for us, you can find us at JVC Podcast and all the social media. And there's also the Facebook page, a handbook for judging fabulous retellings covers. So thanks for joining us. Tim, thank you so much for coming back. You are always welcome. Thank you guys for having me. Two for two for awesome books. (laughs) (laughs) No pressure as you keep, you know. know. I know, right? (laughs) I got a whole year to figure out my next one. (laughs) Less Mount Fitzroy comes yeah. out between yeah. now and then because that's, pretty much that's decided. happening. Because yep. <laughs> I'm going to need to talk about it. And if Angus isn't dead, I'm going <laughs> to need to rage. <laughs> the fact that you remember his name a year later without like any hesitation. <laughs> I had to think about it earlier today because I knew it was going to come up because Tim was like, I'll never, I'll never forget like, it. It's Angus Cool. Argus? No. <laughs> Angus Cool because of the cool suits. I'll never forget it. Oh my God. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was coming up with Argus Filch, and I was like, that's not right. <laughs> it's something close, though. And then, Wrong Angus. <laughs> Yes. <clears throat> and I could hear the voice that the guy who did the audio uh, book, for, like that like smug, pompous, yeah. know-it-all voice that he yep. did for him. That was so yep. good. <laughs> oh, he's got to be dead. So, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Again, thanks for coming on again. And everyone, thank you for listening. Join us next time for Odd Thomas. And keep supporting your local libraries.